Carter for making me look dramatic and all that, the truth was a bit less glamorous. Back up, shall we? When my brother, the crazy chicken warrior, turned into a falcon and went up the fal- the falcon's chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Falcon chimney, falcon chimney, falcon chimchurri. When my brother, the crazy chicken warrior, turned into a falcon and went up the pyramid's chimney with his new friend, the fruit bat, he left me playing nurse to two very wounded people which I didn't appreciate, and which I wasn't particularly good at. Hey! Hi. And hello. And hello. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse, a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that are not a part of the Camp Half-Blood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today, we finish our look into the King Chronicles The Red Pyramid, with chapters 39, 40, and 41. Zaya tells me a secret. I ruin a rather important spell. We stop the recording for now. Hi, Hal. How you doing? Eh? Yeah, same. It's it's been a long how did that how did that song go? The song that people make memes about for um the guy who died in Fast and the Furious? It's been a long day. God, that song is so depressing. Without uh, you all my the time. Friend. But I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Isn't my singing perfect, Hal? It's so, so clean. It's it, You like my singing about as much as you like the theme song to the podcast. <laughs> Generally, how, how's life, Hal? What's what you been up to? Have you gotten the corona? I, I have not gotten the corona. That's good. I'm glad you don't have the corona. I'm, I'm pretty good about that. One of my friends got the corona. Oh no! Are they okay? Yeah, he's he's he's, he's doing all right. That's good. But he 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 is he is part of a stereotypical Hispanic household, which means it's he he almost he infected like four other people. So yeah, sounds about right. We're still we're still waiting. Well, he he wasn't the source of it. He was one of the people that got infected. Yeah, but you know, still. Yeah, it sucks, but people are getting vaccinated and stuff. Friendly PSA that if you qualify for a vaccination in your state or country, because there are more countries than than just the United States. What? uh, Right? I know. We we say that even though we've been all around Europe and America in this book. Honestly. (laughs) But yeah, if you qualify for your vaccine, set up an appointment, uh, keep wearing your mask, keep social distancing. According to the government of the United States, hopefully everything will go back to some level of normalcy by the summer. Mm. I was just talking to a friend today about like, if that's the case, we can go to Comic-Con. Because we were talking about vaccine locations in New York and they're like, oh yeah, the the Javits Center is going to open up for 24 hour vaccinations. And I'm like, man, remember when we went to the Javits Center for Comic-Con? I was so sad last year. I was like, damn. Damn. That does actually lead me. So I was about to say I have no emails really to read because uh, I'm saving. There's like a couple of question ones that I'm saving for the mailbag episode. Uh, but there is one that is a lovely suggestion that uh, which would require me to look up some photos real quick. But how we have an email from Monica. Monica says, dear Robert and Hal, may I suggest a new bit for the podcast? Hal's very own meme review, where he reviews the Into the Riordanverse memes. Since he doesn't use social media, we can't see his reactions or opinions on them, but I would like to hear what he thinks of them. Oh, keep, doing the pod- keep doing the podcast uh, from Monica. So, Hal. Can I can I vocalize my eyes rolling? Is that possible? <laughs> Come on, Hal. Monica's probably another 12-year-old who listens to us, who just wants to hear... Your reaction to my memes. No, yeah, that's my reaction to your memes. My eyes rolling. My memes are f***ing fire, excuse you. I'm going to find a way to vocalize my eyes rolling, and then we can get on that. 
I mean, also, I haven't released memes in the past week because there was no new episode of Into the Universe, so I don't know where my memes for last week's episode are, but that's a good idea. Hal, I think I actually sent them to you in our DMs, like, a week ago, or a week and a half ago, whenever the hell the last one was. Yeah, I did. You might have. So, here, I'll just, I'll just, I guess, resend them to you. All right, Hal, I have just resent you the memes. Uh, start up there with the first one. <clears throat> I, I will describe the meme for the people listening at home who want to go to uh, at the damn meme page on either Twitter or Instagram to look at it. Uh, we have describing memes is always a pain. So there's the first meme where it's principal Skinner looking down and saying pathetic. And the caption is Carter slash Horace using their power to launch set through a pillar, getting submerged in rubble set, getting up literal seconds later. Uh, What do you rate that meme, Hal? Um, Okay. I rate that marbles scattering across the floor. Next up, the next image. This is going to be a one-time bit. I'm telling you right now. I hate, I hate it. I hate this image. I hate this image. Oh, so the next image is just a picture of. Oh crap! What's his name? Um, Elon Musk. Elon. Multiple Elon Musks in a picture of. of uh, they're they're all laughing, and the caption is Seth saying, "Well, now I'm here with the complete set," and then it's just Seth laughing. It's like this is way too accurate. Like Seth, <laughs> Seth would be the exact kind of person Elon Musk is. That that is way too accurate. What if Elon Musk is Seth? What if Seth is Elon Musk? Tesla suddenly makes so much sense. Mm. And next up, we have a picture of Squidward looking through a window at SpongeBob and Patrick having fun. Squidward is captured as uh, captioned as Amos, possessed by Seth, trying to warn the kids by using storm magic. Patrick and SpongeBob are captioned as Carter and Sadie, completely ignoring that. Mm-hmm. This one, this one, this this one got a cute giggle out of me. All, all your giggles are cute, Hal. Oh baby. <laughs> and then the last one is a picture of Bugs Bunny in a suit, and it says, "I wish all people who actually sent us the equation for the area of a pyramid a very pleasant, permanently unread emails." Mm, honestly, <laughs> honestly, truly, I still have not opened up those emails. It it, it just says in the in like the um, the caption of the email, this is the equation for the area of a pyramid. I'm like, I am not opening that. Mark as unread. Mark as unread. We done. No, me me looking at the emails, sending me the Pythagorean theorem in the area of a pyramid. Prophetic. <laughs> Look at you, Hal. You're you're memeing it up. Uh, how would you rate my overall memes for that episode? Trash tier. All right, I'm garble. glad. Hot garbo. Honestly, that is better craze than I receive on my memes. Um, but Hal, can you believe it? This we're at the end. Finally, it only took us like eight months to read one book. It'd be like that. Life, life, be like, hey, here's a here's a deadly disease that's going to try and kill you. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. All right, Hal. Anything? Ha- oh. <laughs> So no, we, we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, the past couple episodes, you know, when we're trying to have our little joke about politics, oh, the president's boring, he's not doing anything, and then he bombs Syria. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, but that's that's normal That's normal politics. That's, that's what usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the time we're recording this, also the $1.9 trillion stimulus package was passed. So we're gonna. I'm gonna be getting fourteen hundred dollars. Are you gonna be getting fourteen hundred dollars, Hal? I I believe so. Nice. I'm going to spend that money on the essentials, aka uh, two and a half giant five hundred dollar Mareeps to 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 make a callback joke from like ten episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh. I mean, two and a half Mareeps. Actually, no, just two because I have to account for tax and shipping and handling. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what they mean by essentials right of course wonderful well Hal, let's not dilly dally anymore let's get into chapter 39 zayad oh oh the ratings the ratings how could i forget we have to do the ratings Hal, what did you give chapter 39 zaya tells me a secret i gave this one a seven i also gave it a seven what did you give chapter 40 i ruin a rather important spell i gave that one a nine i gave that an eight crap and for the last chapter of the book we stopped the recording for now what did you give that chapter 
Gave that a nine. I gave that an eight. Crap! I really lost out at the end. Yeah, I, I, I like these chapters. They're they're nice. They're a nice wrap up, and we got our obvious foreshadowing for future books. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tally up the score at the end, and in the next episode, the mailbag episode, I will announce who won. Even though we all know it's Hal, but I'll, I'll announce it. Mm-hmm. And then Hal. I'm, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to the Museum of Modern Arts, which we can actually do because they're starting to open again. Cool. And I'm gonna buy you a food, maybe, unless somehow miraculously I won, which I I don't think is possible. Did you? How? What happens in chapter thirty nine? Zaya tells me a secret. Absolutely nothing. It's really though. Holy crap. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after after last chapter where Carter decided to do the time warp again with Horace and become become a Super Saiyan, mm-hmm. Sadie's just like, yeah, you kind of left me with two nearly dead people. That's that's it's not cool, fam. But yeah, Zaya Zaya decides that. Well, let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves. Amos is still recovering from the fact that he was possessed by an evil god. Mm-hmm. So he is not—he is not physically wounded, but he is emotionally quite wounded. Tra- he is quite traumatized at the moment. Yeah, I mean, trauma do be like that. It's like it's like he's been rickrolled, but like five times in a row. Oh god, I was I was rickrolled today, and I had to <laughs> I had to pause just just pause the video like lean back in my chair and just take a deep breath through my nose Hmm? i am like really in the year of our gods 2021 i got rickrolled are you kidding me Uh uh and it was on tiktok too and i'm like the the fucking gen z figured Uh out how to tiktok and how to and and how to rickroll and i'm like oh god why this is an ancient art do not cite the dark magic to me which i was there when it was written i thought tiktok was the gen z thing Uh, apparently no do you the, the the whole of Rickroll. Oh, oh, they they figured out the dark art. Okay. Uh, Zaya is there bleeding out of her legs and stuff, and she's like, "Sadie, no, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you his name." And Sadie's like, "But you're not Nephthys. Set said so." And she's like, "Don't worry about that. I I know his name. His and... name is Corny. <laughs> Corny." Uh, no, his name is Evil Day, which is, you know, a, a bit too on the nose. It's it, super on the nose. Like, <laughs> wow. It, it, it was indeed the day Set was born, and it was an evil day, so his true name is Evil Day. I mean, Rick Riordan has written some very corny on-the-nose jokes and names in his books, but this has to take the cake. It's just like, it's, I, I just love his parents are just looking at him like, yep, you're going to become a supervillain in the future. Yes, you are. Oh, who's my little evil day? It's my little dark lord of chaos. And then Seth just, like, stab. Mm-hmm. The baby pulls out a knife, yes. Yes. Uh, Sadie is like, wait, I can't trust Zaya. She's not Nephthys. But also she's like, well, Anubis made me promise that I would listen to Nephthys. So it's a, it's a weird catch-22. But yeah, she, her, his name, his name is Evil Day, and she makes her, and Zaya makes Sadie promise that she will use the name to for set into submission into a system. Sadie's like, help, help what? He's like, he just he just tried to murder like all of New all of North America. He's, he's not he's not he's not gonna help us. And she's like, don't worry about that, just go. Your brother needs you. And she's like, fine. Fine, I'll go help my brother. I love how Sadie's like, I'll be back. Don't um don't go anywhere, she says to the crippled, bleeding body of Zaya. <laughs> And the emotionally traumatized uncle. Yeah, he's just like sitting there, rocking back back and forth, sucking his thumb. She's like, "Yeah, just just chill, just stay. I'll be right back." And then on her way out, she she notices the coffin that her father is sealed in, and she's like, "Hmm, maybe maybe if I attempt to go against the plot, I can I can do something here." And Isis is like, "No," he's like, "No, you should not do this. Those are spoilers up ahead." Yeah, but Sadie ignores her and touches the coffin, and then she's back in the land of the dead, and she sees our good old buddy Anubis. She sees Amit first. Well, yeah, Amit. Who cares? Doggo. 
Yes, scary doggo. Mm-hmm. And the second she sees Anubis, her uh, her I am a twelve year old girl powers activate, and she instantly falls in love with him again. But yeah, Anubis pretty much serves to tell her that, yep, there is there is complete chaos. The evil the evil supervillain has almost completed his super evil plan. You know, without a without somebody to maintain maintain Mott. What, what was it? How was it pronounced? Mott. 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 Yeah. Yeah, without someone to help restore it or keep it in check, everything is gonna start being destroyed again. And Anubis is like, Yeah, you gotta make a you gotta make a serious decision. You shouldn't be here. And then she like fades away into another area and we get to see an old face for the quote unquote last time. Kitty lady. Kitty lady boss is standing there and Sadie's like, Wait, aren't you dead? And she's like, Yeah, I mean depends. The duad is kind of all in turmoil. Up is down, down is left, right is purple, blue is 75. Mm. How, this is going to be a complete side tangent, random thing, but you know how people color coordinate their binders or whatever for high school or for middle school for each subject? Did you mean my mother? Yes. What color is science? No, probably green. Thank God. Oh my God. Oh, I was, I thought we'd have to fight. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay, what up? Here, here, I thought about question. it for like exactly two seconds. Like it's probably... here's a trick question: What color is history? Probably brown. Eh, like brown or red? That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking red, but then I was like, no, history is brown. And then what color is like math? Uh, probably like white. White? What the? F- wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Math is blue. Yeah, but blue is my favorite color, and I don't like math, but I like blue, so. I would just be I would just be in a moral conundrum every time I looked at it. Uh, you know, as long as we can agree on green and history, uh, on green on science and history. But back to the plot. But yeah, boss pretty much tells her the same thing. Yeah, don't 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 mess this up. We need a ruler again. You can't mess this up. I, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, small child. And then they switch again, and we meet another old face. It's it's our good old friend, the old man Iskander. It was like, hey, so um, there's too many thrones and stuff. And Iskander's like, yeah, there's too many thrones. This is your family's burden, but you started the process. The canes alone will heal or destroy us all. And Sadie's like, I don't know what that means. And Iskander's like, well, too bad. And he opens his hand and flashes her back into the Thames. Mm-hmm. And once at the Thames, which is the river in England, in, <clears throat> in Great Britain, she sees two people walking across the bank, a man and a woman. Standing in front of Cleopatra's needle. <gasps> it's emotional trauma. But no, it is It is her parents, both of them. She did the time war, pal. But yes, she is. She, it is. They are back in time to when their parents were cast into spell on Cleopatra's needle in order to attempt to release the gods the first time. Which, as we, as we know, unfortunately went very poorly. But yeah, this is where we get a bit more context into why they attempted this move. Apparently, their mother had been in contact with Isis, and Isis, although was able to get like a small message out to them, which was basically like, if they went to Cleopatra's um, needle, needle, they would be able to jumpstart, jumpstart the plot, basically. Yeah, and Sadie's off in the corner watching them, and she remembers what Iskander had told her about her mother, which is that she saw things that made her seek advice from unconventional places. And Sadie yells out to the void, being like, why didn't you tell me? Her father summons his staff and wand. Uh, Sadie's mom and dad kiss one last time, and then they raise their wands and glow and start chanting, and the Cleopatra's needle glows with power. It's like, but yeah, unfortunately... Isis is that is that is that friend that knows everybody's business, but you know if you go to her for if you go to her for anything, she'll spread your business as well. <laughs> and you're like, wow. But then we get a projection appearing over the golden sarcophagus. Uh, help me, Sadie King. You're my only hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do twelve year olds understand Star Wars? I'm, I'm, I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> Probably old Star Wars, like not new Star Wars with like Ray and and they, they've seen the Kylo movies. Ren. I've seen the memes, not the movie, but the memes. That hurts me more than it should. Mm. So yeah, on top of the golden sarcophagus is a projection of Sadie's father, who's like, hey, don't blame Isis for your mom's fate. Uh, None of us understood exactly what was going to happen, but your mom was just totally cool with it. It was her decision. And Sadie's like, to die? 
I hate you. And she's like, wait, do I actually hate my dad? Yeah, you know, I do. He abandoned me. He like kind of abandoned me, let my mother die. And then I saw him for five seconds before he sacrificed himself to release a bunch of gods into the world. Yeah. And and uh, Julius is like, all right, that hurts, but you're not wrong. And And he's like, listen, you have to believe me. The things I did was for the right reasons. And what you have to do has to be for the right reasons, not because you hate me. And he's like, but I really, really, really hate you. <laughs> Julius goes on to say that Sadie's mom was one of the first people in centuries to communicate with Isis. It was dangerous. It was against the teachings of the house, but mom was a diviner. She had a premonition that chaos was rising. The house is failing. We needed the gods. Isis could not cross a duat. It was barely a whisper, but she told Ruby what had to be done. The gods could rise again, but it would take many hard sacrifices, which is basically a lot of what Sadie's arc has been throughout this book, her being like, God, why me? It's just like, yep, your your parents kind of set you up, but they didn't really have a choice. Yeah. And she's starting to come to terms with the fact that because of their because of their bloodlines, they're fated to be main characters. <laughs> and that they're the only they're the only people that can really take care of this. And Sadie's like, okay, but what if instead I free you and you can help us? And Julius is like, listen, here's the deal. You can either save me or you can save the world. And he's like, you know, you might be able to save me if you break the coffin, but Osiris's power would be consumed by the pyramid. It would make everything go faster and the world go boom. Or you let me go and you power up with Isis and save the world. And she she actually considers it for a moment. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? And then the feather of truth is like, girl, if you don't get your behind out there and and stop this foolishness. But yeah, her, her father her father tells her that Osiris must take her take his throne. He has to die in order to return to the land of the dead and reclaim his throne. Mm-hmm. That unfortunately means that he also has to die. And with his last words, he tells Sadie that he loves her. Sadie is then like, okay, go time. Isis, let's go. We got a god to kick. Mm-hmm. Just literally kick. It's like, I really hate you right now, but we got we got, we got, got stuff to do. This is the first time. And then, uh, like I predicted last episode, Sadie essentially gives us, gets the same power up where she and Isis understand each other on such a like personal level that they their powers together just work in perfect uh, symphony and harmony fusion ha huh? fusion ha huh? and then say and then zaya's like sadie go do it now and then Saya's like well actually wait and hold on if you fight set right now in your condition you might die and and sadie's like don't worry we have a plan and then she turns into a kite and flies up the air shaft towards the top of the pyramid concluding chapter 39 she flew up the falcon's chimney <laughs> Which leads us into chapter 40, I ruin a rather important spell. How? What happens in this chapter? Uh, Once Sadie gets outside, she realizes that, in fact, the plot, the plot is almost, the plot is almost over. Yeah, pretty much. Yep, Carter, Carter has almost screwed the pooch and Set is gloating because he is a villain in a story and villains in a story can never just follow, follow through with anything. They must gloat. Yeah. Which I love how this perfectly syncs up with the end of Carter's last chapter, where it's Sadie rising up, and we also hear Set saying, 30 seconds of sunrise! Um, also, because Sadie is now currently combined with Isis, she can sort of see double vision, where she sees everything in the real world, but she also sees everything in the duat. Yeah. She knows, like, the fiery aura that everything has. She knows that she can see Horus and Set. And Carter at the same time. And then Set is sort of like, the way she describes it is a mountain, a sand, doused with petrol, set on fire, spinning in the world's largest blender. So it's just, it's like shark tornado, it's like shark tornado, but at fire. Did you say shark tornado and not sharknado? Oh, that's what it is. I'm old, Hal. I forget things. Sharknado was a classic. Weren't there like five of those movies? Yeah, and they progressively got more and more terrible. It's actually it's actually hilarious. More and more terrible is to imply that the first one was some semblance of good. It was like cheesy. It was like really cheesy, corny fun. Like it was bad, but it was bad on purpose. And then they like they dragged it on, and it just became bad without being on purpose. 
And then we see from behind, I love how Sadie also has her little moment of she's like, I'm Sadie Kane, blood of the pharaohs, and I was Isis, goddess of magic, holder of the secret names. And we hear Set gloating, again, this time from Sadie's perspective, you can't stop me by yourself, Horus, especially not in the desert, the source of my strength. And Sadie's like, all right, bet, what if he's not alone and we're not in the desert anymore? And she teleports them all to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which is actually which is actually an interesting twist. I like I like this. I, I just want to imagine Biden citing papers and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, giant pyramid. Well, that's the dementia acting up. She's like, ah, oh, what did Trump do this time? <laughs> what did Trump do this time? I love how we get a nice little callback of like, oh, well, Magic 101, Sadie Kane. You can't open a portal during the demon days. And she's like, bitch, I'm a god. I can do what I want. Zoop. But yeah, uh, humans can't open portals, but but gods can. And Isis is like, lol. <laughs> lol. And so she opens up a portal, and slowly, little by little, the giant, everything starts to ascend into the portal. And she's like, wait, crap, did I make a, a terrible decision? What if it explodes in the portal and it's been eternity floating through the Jawat as a billion little particles of Sadie Sand? But then mm-hmm. there was a sonic boom and they start getting lifted. And now they are in the snow-covered fields of the National Mall in Washington, D.C. It's like set, set is extremely angry about this mm-hmm. and threatens to dismember her. And then as Set is about to attack Sadie, Carter's like, all right, round four. And then cuts him, just, just stabs him. Mm-hmm. Just straight up walks up and shanks Set. Mm, nice fight. And, and it actually works. Set's like, ow, my ribs. You stabbed me, dude. Mm. But yeah, she summons she summons the book that they had. They had stolen. They had stolen in Paris from Douchebag. And starts starts casting the spell in order to bind Set. Set again tries to get up and attack her, but Carter's like, uh uh-uh, uh, sit down, time out time. Mm. But yes, Isis tries to spur her on to destroy Set. But Sadie realizes that this is not what it's meant to do. That yeah. she's meant she's meant to do. She realizes there's two books after this and that they they unfortunately unfortunately he may need to make another appearance. Yeah. So really to cut this story short, as she's casting the curse, she notice or as she's casting the spell, she notices a giant uh snaky thing up in the sky. And this is where we get the reveal of the actual villain of the series. Pum pum pum. But yeah, if if you couldn't tell from from the foreshadowing earlier in the series, um, I forget how you pronounce his name as well. Um, Apophis. Apophis, yeah, is is our is our actual villain. Yep, he is destined to come back. Long story short, he was attempting to use Set's pyramid as a way of pushing back into the real world. Mm-hmm. And he was using the Face of Horror, which is still a great name. <laughs> face of Horror and, coming in from minor inconvenience to, oh, sh- he, was ho- he was hosting the main villain of the book. Well, at least a part of him. And Sadie realizes while she's casting that she's the only person who can see Apophis in the sky. And Set's trying to take advantage and be like, see, Isis is a coward. You, you can't, you can't, you can't. She has to, you have, you have to beat her up, Carter. And Carter's like considering it. Mm-hmm. That Sadie's like, okay, well, I need to show him. So she just throws the feather of truth into the sky and explodes it. But for that split second as it explodes, everyone can see the giant serpent in the air. You're just like, that won't cause any problems. Carter Kane will remember that. <laughs> but yeah, Seth's like, this is, that's that's impossible. It's one of your illusions. And Sadie's like, you know, you, you, you know, you know, you want to, you want to be a dummy, but you know, you know. And Set is like, well, listen, I don't believe you. And she's like, well, you're going to have to. I have your real name, so I can tell you to do whatever I want. And she decides, you know what? You're going to you're going to have to you're going to sit tight until you're going to sit tight until we need you. And we're unfortunately going to need you later on. It's like you were you were you were the strongest of the gods. You were Ra's lieutenant. So you're you're going to be unfortunately useful. <laughs> yeah. And Seth's like, hmm, an alliance? You trust me? And Carter's like, no, dude, we don't. But we we have your name. We we have your name. We have your ass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you try anything, and we'll put you we'll put you in the dirt. In the dirt. Ah, 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 ah. 
and Sadie laughs maniacally as the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, listen, we're going to release you, but you have to swear to behave, to return the duop, and not cause any trouble until we call you. And then you can make as much trouble as you want, but only for us when you're fighting against Apophis. And Carter's like, yeah, or I could chop off your head. And Seth's like, I mean, let me weigh up my options here. And Carter's like, just a little, just a little snapping. Nah. But she makes him swear by his name, and he swears by his name, and Ra's throne, and his mother's starry elbows, which... I imagine as his mother being ashy. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of sus that he just agrees very quickly. But he 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 literally can't do anything else. So Sadie lets Set go, and he like stretches, and he's like, "Oh man, this is gonna be so much fun!" And Sadie's like, "Be gone, evil day!" And then he dissolves into a pillar of League of Legends. Mm. AKA a pillar of salt. We how we got an email from like a nine year we we have a nine year old listener, so I feel really bad when we swear. But she's she asked, um, what is League of Legends? And I don't wanna I don't wanna tell her. No one needs it's, to it's know. It's better it's better that she don't know. It better that she don't. So now that, that set's gone, the pyramid also like disappears. And everything is uh, pretty wonky. It's like the security in this world is better than the se- actual security in the real world, which is hilarious. And then they stumble to I, uh, Amos and Zaya, who are just crumpled in the gla- <clears throat> who are just crumpled in the grass. And Amos is like having a low key panic attack. He's like, "What set? What? What?" And then Zaya's like, uh, <clears throat> and then Sadie's like, "Nah, just sleep. Sleep time. Nap time. Nap time." Pats his head. Nap time. <laughs> Zaya, Zaya's like, "Is set gone?" And she's like, "Yes." It's- it's the secret name did work. Set is, is gone for now. The, the last of Zaya's energy was used to like protect Amos and herself when the pyramid exploded and stuff. And then Zaya's dying. And Carter's like, wait, no, stay with me. You're my true love, even though we've known each other like three times. And Zaya drops a big truth bomb where she's like, wait, Carter, I was never here. I was just a messenger. And then she fades into like d- dust. You want to know why? Cause she was a shopty. But yeah, a more more TLDR is can her replaced her with a shopty when she got when she first got possessed by Nephis in order to protect her from from Set. I just want to say that for everyone, especially Hal, who was probably yelling at me that I wasn't catching on to the context and to the, the super were, you super weren't catching on to it. I was not. I was, I really wasn't. I did not catch on at all. But this is such a great twist. That that was that was one of the first things I remembered about this series when we started reading it. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot she's a clay doll in the first book. I'm like, oh yeah, she's a clay doll in the first book. And we don't really learn about that until the fucking end of the book. <laughs> so Carter is like sad because she's like, oh no, my waifu. It's like, it's not much of a spoiler, but we do actually meet the real Zaya in the future. And she is, she's quite spicy. Let's say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm eating some crisps. You monster. I'm not sharing. I mean, they're, they're also Oots Honey Barbecue. How do you pronounce it? U-T-Z. Oots? Oots? Oots. Oots? Oots. What? Oots? Oots. Uh, I'm saying Oots. 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 Whatever. <laughs> How... <clears throat> <coughs> chokes on Uts. <clears throat> mm. How am I saying it's Uts? Close enough. And I, I got honey. You know what? Fuck you. You don't get any now. I was gonna like drive up to your house and get no, you some. Weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <coughs> but now I have to choke to death on them because I have no Bev. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Bev, uh, Wanda's new costume has me feeling thirsty. What? Honestly. Honestly, can we talk? Can uh, we talk? Spoiler, oh. spoiler alert for the ending of WandaVision, but holy crap, that final episode. Honestly, oh, that was such that entire series was so good. It really was. I, I really liked more like the first five episodes where it was all mystery and like drama kind of stuff. And then the last few episodes were just generic MCU. And it's not that I don't hate generic MCU, it's just that I've had 13 years of that while only having, like, two months of what early WandaVision was? I see. I I, I feel the complete opposite. That that I, I watch MCU for MCU. I don't watch it for sitcoms. 
Although I I like I like why it was the sitcoms like that was a very nice detail. Yeah, you you all listening at home should watch WandaVision if you haven't already. I mean, it's been the talk of social media for the past two months for good reason. Yeah, they they they're literally using their interviews not only to hype up the finale of WandaVision but to tell people not to spoil WandaVision. I'm gonna spoil WandaVision. F- you, Vision is is fake and gay. Only one of those sentences is correct. That was honestly one sentence. Um, what was I going to say? Be sure to tune in to the grand finale of WandaVision coming out next week, which is the making of WandaVision. It's pivotal to the MCU that you watch that. Mm-hmm. But but if you don't, you are not a true MCU fan. But yeah, I, I really liked WandaVision. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was very good. What is Kane Chronicles, if not Percy Jackson persevering <laughs> that was such a meme that that vision quote was such a meme of uh, people people were really dragging it online i hate i hate the internet i mean i understand it they they, they, they want to treat that like it's a brilliantly written line even though it's generic as f- they are dragging it i mean uh, i mean it is cute though you know what is grief if not like love persisting what was the quote um so yeah back to the plot so now the now that they know that zaya is a shopty they're like man what do we do now when we hear a familiar voice yell at them it's good old douchebag Mm -hmm. he was literally fuming because his robes and stuff were still smoking from the battle i love how sadie's like carter says i shouldn't mention that his pink boxer shorts were showing but they were and Sadie's like, ah, oh, crap, he's alive. And douchebag is like, you bargained with Set? You let him go? And Carter's like, we are small children, but we don't answer to you, adult male, holding a sword. And so douchebag is just yelling at them. He's like, I don't trust you guys about giant snake boy. The gods are possessing you. You're drunk with power. And so Sadie and Carter are like, okay, you know what? Bet. And they release the power of Isis and Horus back into the Duat. Well, he he's so baffled that he reverts to his French setting. Ce n'est pas possible une porte. I'm very please good at reading. But, please, please stop butchering the French language. Uh, the funny thing is, I can't pronounce that, but I can translate it. It says that's not possible, and then I can't translate the second line. I am I can't speak French. Did you know that? Really? <laughs> I took two weeks of French one back in high school. And then I said, oh, wow, this is, they started off with like counting, you know, one, un, du, tra. And then suddenly we were learning about conjugations and verbs. I'm like, I'm out. And then Carter has to assure douchebag, like, listen, dude, I don't want the throw. Not unless I earn it myself, which I'm pretty sure is foreshadowing. And he's like, we're going to learn the path of the gods. We got to teach others. You can waste time trying to destroy us or you can help. And douchebag is like, there has been much destruction today. The path of the gods shall remain cro- closed. If you cross the house of life again, he just sort of lets that threat hang in the air before he slams his staff and gets all the magicians out of there. He's like, oh, we'll be back in the next book. And then a police our police and all kind of emergency services are approaching the area. And Sadie's like, Carter, hey, uh, turn almost into something small. Let's get out of here. And Carter's like, wait, where's dad? And Sadie's like, he dust. He, 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 he dust right now. So we gotta. He wasn't feeling so good. We gotta, we gotta do, we gotta, we gotta peace out. Yeah. Al, he wasn't feeling so good. Mm-mm, we don't, I'm ignoring <laughs> that reference. Goodbye. <laughs> he didn't want to go. And that is, that is, uh, I don't want to go. This, that, that's the end of the next chapter. That's the end of the podcast forever. Goodbye. <sighs> and that ends chapter 40, which brings us to the last chapter of the book, Hal. Chapter 41. We stop the recording for now. What happens in the last chapter of the book? This is our this is our traditional epilogue chapter where they they wrap up their loose ends and leave cliffhangers for next the next book. I mean, it's it's great. Oof. I mean, I'm after you spend eight months reading a book. Now that it's over, it's it hurts a little bit. Not freeing. <laughs> And now it hurts more because the last chapter of the book is a f-ing Carter chapter. We have to deal with him. Honestly. <laughs> we we couldn't end off on a Sadie chapter. We have to start with Carter. The next book better start with a Sadie chapter or I'm going to burn the book. Mm-hmm. How does the next book start with a Sadie chapter or not? 
I don't remember. I'm going to pull out my copy. I shouldn't because I might accidentally spoil So This is book two. This is book three. I'm going to pull out my second book and I'm going to look at who speaks in the next. The next book starts with Carter. No. Mm. Oh, no. Come on. It starts. Wait, did this book start with Carter or did it start with Sadie? This book starts with Carter. What the f***? This Rick Riordan is sexist. All right, time to cancel Rick Riordan. That's crazy. <laughs> time to cancel Rick Riordan. He's sexist against. He's also racist because Sadie is mixed race, and and it, he is Britainist because he's racist against British people. You're dragging it. Shut the f- up. I'm all right. Wait. Okay. Okay. So then, I, I, I'm even gonna look at the third book because f- this. I want to know who spe- who starts first in the third book. You're dragging it to the max right now. Your mom. Sadie, okay, so I have to write, I have to wait two books, or another book, to get Sadie starting the, I, I hate, I, I hate, I hate, I hate it here. I hate it here. Did you think that, did you, did you, did you stop and think, hmm, we, every, every two chapters, they, he switches narrators. This last, this very last chapter starts, ends with Carter, so he only got one chapter. Hmm, I wonder why the next book starts with Carter. <sighs> If Carter's first chapter is only one chat, if the first two chapters are one Carter chapter and a Sadie chapter, I'm, you know what? Let's just let's just keep reading. So what happens in chapter forty one? It's our epilogue chapter with a lot of stuff happening. Sadie, Amos, and Carter get like hitch a ride back to Manhattan on a train, and along the way, they see on Channel Five that pretty much it, the they the experts uh, this is so act like I, can you imagine 2021 fox news trying to talk about what happened mm-hmm. the democrat democratic conspiracy i mean listen we had a lady literally be like oh the jewish people have a space laser yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that did happen that did in fact happen that did in fact happen but yeah a jewish space laser that was that's such a quality line. Oh my god. Uh, she's a horrible person. Anyway. This is what people actually... It's like that episode of South Park, where the Scientology episode, where they just have the subtitle that says, this is what Scientologists actually believe. Yeah. Like, yep, this is what Republicans actually believe. So they had people on the news talking about, like, maybe it was terrorism, but wait, there's no damage. It's just a bunch of scary lights. After a while, the media was like, yeah, it's some kind of freak storm or a rare southern appearance of the northern lights, which is an oxymoron. Honestly, but, you know. Um, yeah. And so they just make their way back to New York. They got to Brooklyn at sunset and the mansion is still burned out, but they're like, I mean, we have nowhere to go. And as they guide Almos through the doorway, they hear a familiar, erg, erg. It is, it is, it is monkey. It's Khufu. And Khufu, like, gives him a big hug, and he, like, he he has, like, a Burns basketball, and also, like, a makeshift hoop. And he's, he talks to Carter, he's like, hey, you wanna, want, you, l- l- let me teach you, man, let me school you. Mm-hmm. He's like, not now, I just became a Super Saiyan, please. Amos is just walking around and he sees a ruined statue of Thoth. It's all broken up. And Carter's like, man, that can't be a good omen. Mm. And then Sadie is like, well, I'll play basketball with Khufu and you can clean the house. And we just essentially, I, I, when when the movies come out, I want this to be like a 1980s style cleanup montage. You you know it is. You know it's going to be. And I need it's, it to stop. I already need it to stop. It's, it's just going to be, it's like, um... Oh crap! What's the name of that old kids show? Hal, you remember the name of that old kids show with like the clown, the clown girl, and she was very flexible. There was like there was like a segment where she like yogaed herself into a clock. Oh, the big comfy couch. That's what it's called. Oh, her. Yeah. Oh. So you, you remember how at the end of every episode when she had to clean up, it would just like zoom her fast forward through cleaning. Yeah. Up? That's pretty much what I'm, what I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but instead of cleaning up toys, she's. He, they are rebuilding a burned, burned down mansion. Yeah. And meanwhile, meanwhile, the actual adult in the room is depressed, suffering through PTSD as frick. It's like they know that it would be so simple for them to put the the omelets back on and kind of just wave their hand and make this happen, but then they're like, but the power is too addictive and they're not ready for it yet. Yeah, I gotta say, I do like how the Can Chronicles, unlike the Percy Jackson series tackles being a kid with a mentally ill parental figure 
It's like it doesn't go on for too long, but it does. Yeah, but it's it, still, it's it's something. It's not really a more traditional traditional telling because it's more of a plot device than it is an actual like elements of his character. Yeah, still, I have to appreciate it. And so they keep cleaning around, and then one day they get a visitor. Amos had gone to bed. Kufu was watching ESPN with Muffin. Oh, by the way, Muffin's alive. We just kind of, I forgot to mention this. Cat, the cat's fine. Mm-hmm. Kitty cat, and, fine. And Philip, Philip of Macedonia is also. He vibing also in the just, pool. He's, he's vibing. Yeah. And then out of the corner of their eyes, they see good old Anubis. Anubis is like, hey, you want to see some crazy shit? And he opens a, a, a door. Hey, you guys want to see a dead body? Literally, you want to see a dead body. Literally, want to see you guys want a Jake Paul. It's like you guys want to see some corpses. <laughs> and he opens the door into a literal black rectangle, and he's like, "Someone wants to see you." And Sadie and Carter go into the door. The Hall of Judgment had gotten a big old makeover. The golden scales were back where they belong, and then <clears throat> they hear a familiar voice being like, "The Hall of Judgment intuitive." Uh, it responds to strong memories. And the reason he says that is because the Hollow Judgment looks like the apartment or the house that they had in Los Angeles when they were little. Yeah, before before death. And look, it's their dad, taller, stronger, dressed in robes and jewels of an Egyptian pharaoh. His skin was a dark shade of blue like the deep ocean. Harder, faster, better, stronger. And, that's another thing that happened in our week hiatus. Daft Punk broke up. They did. Which makes me sad. It made my sister and my brother-in-law particularly sad because their song, like at their wedding, was one of Daft Punk's songs. Oh. Yeah. So it's 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 a sad time for everyone. GG. I can't wait for 20 years from now when they have their once-in-a-lifetime reunion tour. Mm-hmm. Assuming they're not dead. So as they walk closer, um, Amit the Devourer is like, uh, rawr. And, mm-hmm. and Julius is like, nah, dude, hey, these are my kids. Bad, bad dog bad dog and then carter the only thing he could say to his dad well with all the emotion boiling inside of him was like dad you're blue he's like he apologizes to them for not not coming to them sooner but you know you know you know repairing repairing order stopping chaos all that jazz kind of kind of takes some time and sadie is the one asking the question she's like you know what are you are you my dad are you osiris are you even alive and dad looks at an uh, da- their dad looks at anubis and he's like see i told you my daughter this is she and anubis is like yeah 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 i know anubis is like i've learned to fear that sharp tongue and julius is like well to answer your question i am both osiris and julius kane i am alive and dead Throw the term recycle might be closer to the truth. And then the recycled icon disappears on his chest. And Carter's like, you had to die. You knew this going in. You had to intentionally host Osiris knowing you would die. And he's like, but yeah, this is this is part of your mother's vision. And speaking, speaking of your mother. Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. Snap my fingers. There's your mother. By the way, Sadie is still just held up and looking at Anubis being like sharp tongue. What did you say? Mm-hmm. and anubis is like um hey julius you want to summon their their mother and she comes forth and she walks up to carter and she's like oh, carter my baby boy you're grown up i bet you're shaving mom and dating girls mom it's like my last girlfriend turned into dust okay yeah like, she, she also wasn't feeling too good crazy uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, by the way, this line that Carter says, have you ever noticed how parents can go from the most wonderful people in the world to totally embarrassing in three seconds is literally my mom. Yeah, yeah, it's all parents. Yeah. They're all they're all like that. But then Carter's like, hmm, well, if this is recycled, like my mom and my dad are recycled, maybe they can come back. And her and his mom's like, No, Carter, if we can't, remember, what is the law of conversion? And apparently Ro- uh, Ruby has been teaching them like physics when they were six years old it's like yes you you will be you will be muy inteligente energy can't be energy and matter can't be created or destroyed it's only change and sometimes it's for the better and she's like oof well um you're my brave girl sadie she turns to sadie and thanks Sai says i feel like i know you as well by the way we kind of completely over over overlooked that because sadie and ruby had hosted isis they have a really strong like knowledge of each other yeah 
Julius and Ruby are like, okay, we have to wrap things up. You need to go. Um, the others are expecting you. And Carter's like, others? And Julius is like, before you go, here's a gift. And it's a new amulet. It looks like a giant, it looks like a column or a tree trunk. And Sadie's like, is that a spine? Mm-hmm. Hal, take your best guess at pronouncing that word. That's it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I... I, I, I'm going to say it's a jed. I, it's spelled D-J-E-D. I swear, this is a like a trick question. You probably don't pronounce the first D. Yeah, it's probably just like Jed. Jed. But yeah, it's tan- it's a symbol that stands for stability, strength, backbone, willpowers, all that, all that good stuff. Julius is like, yeah, it's a Jed. It's my symbol, the spine of Osiris. And Sadie's like, yuck. <laughs> and her mom agrees. They're like, yeah, it's a big yuck, but mm. it's straw. It stands for stability, strength. And Carter's like, backbone? And Sadie's like, uh, and uh, Ruby is like, hi, you made a funny. Good job. Mm. He's like, my little man's so funny. He's like, not little. <laughs> I mean, he, he he's small. He's 14. He's small. Yeah, they're like, this. It's, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to you guys to move on. But before you go, take these, take these emotional, take these messages with you. Be mindful of your enemies. And then Julius is like, and tell my brother to stop being depresso. And Anubis is like, okay, I'm going to show you the way. <clears throat> he looks at Sadie and he's like, it's been stimulating. And I'm like, police, she is 13 years old. It's like, he is, he is appearing as a 16 year old. It's fine. Um, how, what, we're going to talk about Percy Jackson for a second. You know, that thing we're not supposed to talk about. Mm. Um, how, what do you think about the age difference between Frank and Hazel? Frank is 16, Hazel's 13 or 14. How old is Frank again? 16. They're both teenagers, it's fine. But he's two that's years like, older than her. That's so? It's it's wrong, it's weird, it's bad. It's really not. That's mm-hmm. a high school that's a high school freshman and a high school junior. That is a high school junior and an eighth grader. She's 13. They're both children, it's fine. He will be 18 while she's 16. He, it's they're, illegal. It's wrong. They're it's, they're bam. they're both children. I'm just gonna stab you, Hal. How about that? They're they're both children. I'm just gonna stab you, Hal. That's it. That's what I'm gonna do. And so they find themselves going through the door. And as Sadie and Carter are leaving, she's like, "Well, uh, we're gonna have words the next time I come back to the land of the dead." And he smiles and he's like, "I'll look forward to that." Which is, is Sadie. Sadie's gonna die confirmed. Okay. <laughs> And they go into the door, and they find themselves into a gigantic room with all the gods. And yeah, they're, they're just kind of chilling there, like, yep, this is, this is happening. Welcome to the god place. And Horus is like, hey, what's up? It's like, we're chilling. And Carter, Carter's like, uh, uh hi. <laughs> and Isis is like, yeah, he, he sure has a way with words, doesn't he? And then Horace once again asks Carter, listen, I, I, I've been inside your head, so I think I know what you're going to say, but I have to ask again, will you join me? We could rule the earth and the heavens. Mott demands a leader. And Carter's like, mm, nah, someday, maybe, just much later. He's like, not now. Not now. And Horace is like, 5,000 years, and I still do not understand mortals, but very well. And then he's like, I... Horus, son of Osiris, claim the throne of the heavens as my birthright. What was once mine shall be mine again. Is there anyone who would challenge me? And pretty much there's a bunch of gods who are talking mad shit in the back, but <laughs> they, they none of them step forward. None of them challenge him. He's like, yes. He's like, you've done, you, you children, you have done well, and we will need you. We will need you again and soon. But today you, you can rest and we owe you. And then Horace like kneels before them to show his respect, and he looks up at Carter, who has a stunned face, and he's like, ha! "Oh man, your face! It's like that time when Zaya told you." And Carter's like, "Shut the f- up!" Mm, he's like, "Dirty mouth, shut, <laughs> shut." Skip to the next part. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like, "Okay, you guys can you guys can go bedtime now, and you'll find your gift in the morning." And he's like, "Gift." And then and Isis is like, you'll see, you'll see, you'll, you'll, you guys will be fine. It's like, we're always watching and waiting and plotting. And Sadie's like, that's not scary at all. And then suddenly yeah. they're back on the mansion's terrace. And Sadie's like, stimulating, tee hee. 
Yeah. And Carter's like, man, I wonder what all that meant. And then Sadie's like, oh, who cares? Hey, what did Anubis look like to you? And Carter's like, uh, he, uh, he was kind of hot. Yeah, he was kind of hot. She's, uh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> Not dog boy. I knew it. <laughs> that man is, that god is waiting for me for when I die. And Carter's like, okay, cool. But yeah, they they go on nap time, and then when they wake up in the morning, the mansion is completely rebuilt. And I'm just like, you couldn't have done this like two months ago when they first started. And just like they were, they were almost they were almost done, bro. <laughs> like I I hate it when I devote time to doing something, and like somebody could have done it much faster and better than me, and then they just finish it. And I'm like, bro, we could. You, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> the mansion is no. You have no idea how pissed off this this makes me. Just reading it again. I was like, damn. Like their 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 uncle has been depressed. They probably spent like a week or two before they finished that ceiling, like with like half of their bedroom exposed to the elements. And I'm like, you couldn't have. You didn't think this could have this would have warranted a little little haste. Y'all couldn't help us like up two months ago. God, why? And so Carter go when Carter comes downstairs to breakfast, um, he's wearing well, Sadie comments, he's like, What are you wearing? And he's wearing some Reeboks, the blue jeans, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. Just like a little hoodlum. <laughs> he's like, Well, I mean, listen, it's all cotton, so it's okay for magic. Dad would probably think I look like a gangster. And then what I love is that in Carter's head, he's like, well, Sadie's probably going to make fun of me, but if I make fun of myself first, she can't do it. And then Sadie approves him wrong by absolutely roasting the shit out of him. Mm. She scrutinizes every detail of his outfit, and I'm like, bruh, stop, stop, he's already dead. And so they start having breakfast, and almost is still depresso, chilling around them, and then he's like, I think I'm going to go take a trip now on my favorite rocket ship. But yeah, he is, he is heading back to the first gnome in an attempt to speak to healers there. Yeah. He's like, they, they won't even, if anyone's seeking aid, they'll, they'll accept them. Even me, I think. And Sadie's like, good for you. We we will watch after your place. Right, Carter? And Carter's like, mm-hmm, absolutely. And almost is like, I'll be gone for a while. Treat this as your home. It is your home. I think perhaps you should start recruiting. There are many children around the world with the blood of the pharaohs. Most do not know what they are. What you two said in Washington about rediscovering the path of the gods, it may bear only chance. And Sadie gets up and kisses almost on the forehead, and he's and she's like, "We got this, Uncle." He's like, "I've got a play," and then Carter is like, "It doesn't sound good." Nope. But yeah, and then they they start laughing. They're like, "Hey, we don't really have an adult living here. We can do whatever we want." Yeah, no almost, no responsible adult, <clears throat> no responsible adult. I don't think Khufu counts. And then a voice comes from the doorway. Sounds like you have a job opening. It's Kitty! Aunt, Aunt Kitty. Aunt Kitty. The god's second part of their gift is that boss has been restored. And now she's all back and alive. And then we cut to Sadie having a long distance phone call with her grandparents, the Fawcett's, back in London. Mm-hmm. It's like they are, they are, they are grumbly old people. They straight up just don't speak to Carter at all. And Carter's like, I'm okay with this. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, basically, basically, this serves to tell people that they are no longer wanted terrorists. I love how Sadie is like, yeah, they're no longer haunting us down. Apparently, Rosetta Stone just turned up unharmed. And Carter's like, like magic. And I'm like, oh, you, why are we ending the book with you? It's like, <laughs> it's like crazy how nature do that. <laughs> it, 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 sometimes, it just be like that sometimes. And so Sadie is like, well, I mean... Dad's off the hook. I could go back to I could go back to London. The spring term starts in a few weeks. Her, my friends are asking where I've, been, where I've been, and Carter's like, "Oh, so when are you leaving?" And Sadie's like, "You idiot! I'm staying with you. I'm going to stay here. I can just travel to uh, to England whenever I want." Just like we have two other books to go through. Yeah, Dunderhead. And so the book ends with Carter and Sadie on their destination to a school where they lock up essentially the tape recording of this book in a locker with the special number, you know, 13, 32, 33. And the locker is like also partially in the duat. It'll store the amulet, which is, you know, the amulet that their father gave them. They're like, okay, well, we have to train people who find this amulet in the way of their gods. And Sadie's like, well, we have to find out how to do that. It's like, yeah, we also have to destroy evil snake man. 
We also have to avoid Douchebag and the House of Life. And we have to find Zaya. And then they walk back to the 21st Gnome in Brooklyn. Uh, While they're back in the 21st Gnome. This whole story is just like, hey, if you find this tape, come to Brooklyn. That that's literally the last line of the book. So this is Carter and Sadie Kane signing off. Come to Brooklyn. We'll be waiting. Yeah, I'm like, I'm here. I'm I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> no sleep till bum 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 Brooklyn bum bum. And that concludes the King Chronicles: The Red Pyramid. Holy crap, we're done. How can you believe it? No. Anyway, now is when we announce the retirement. Uh, we're done with the podcast. We're never doing this again. We got, we got through one book in eight months. I can't imagine how long it's going to take us to get through the two shorter books, but probably two years. Honestly. How? what are your overall thoughts of this book? Well, I was already a gigantic fan of Percy Jackson, the Olympians, and Greek mythology. So when I heard about Egyptian mythology, I was like, I'll give this a chance. And I was... I was pleasantly surprised. I, I enjoyed this book. I also enjoyed this book. Um, it really, uh, people, uh, mainly like my friends, the other PGO podcasters, uh, are, are, are always in the in the are always in the court of this. These books are better than the Percy Jackson books. And so far, from what I've read, I'd have to agree. Yeah, yeah, but this the the thing about it is these were written after the Percy Jackson books, like the original series, at the very least. So. It was it was bound to be it was bound to be better because he had a better grasp of how he was gonna write things. Yeah, I mean, I just it's it's just I really like this book. I like all the twists and turns. I like how I didn't understand a single one of them. Mm. I like um, I just I really I enjoyed this book more than I think most of the Percy Jackson books. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a different argument. Yeah. Whether or not Percy Jackson or Magnus Chase or King Chronicles are the best. Like, these are all still very good books. E- even though I think this is, like, probably the best Rick Riordan book I've read so far, with the exception of maybe the last Camp Half-Blood book, this is still full of classic Rick Riordan, you know, oh, you can't find out the secret, like, plot-saving information until five chapters from now. Oh, uh, you can't, the first chapter is going to be a knowledge chapter and the second chapter is going to be a fight chapter. Rinse and repeat for 40 chapters. Mm-hmm. Like, you really, even with all this repetition and stereotypes and things I've seen in previous books, this was a good book. I really like this book. Quite good. You have any other thoughts? Is that is that how we're ending? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, listen, if people want us to express more thoughts they can ask us questions for next week's episode um where we're doing our mailbag episode so if you want to ask us specific questions about what we thought about the book feel free to email us at into the at gmail.com how do you have any final thoughts uh no yeah me neither my head empty no thoughts mm-hmm. yeah we, we really covered i mean when you go through a book two chapters at a time and you discuss in pretty good detail all every, each two chapters there's really not a whole lot of final thoughts you can have mm-hmm. that being said hal it's time for our credits thank you for listening in on our podcast thank you for listening through season one it's been great can't wait for season two i know you did not refer to it as season one shut the fuck up that's uh, season one this is season one hal can you believe it we're done with season one i hate you <laughs> But thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to come into contact with our show, there's a few ways you can do that. Firstly, as we've said a couple times already, you can email the show at intotheriordinverse at gmail.com. Send your questions, comments, concerns. Hell, even come out and say hi. If you'd like to get into contact with the show on social media, you can contact the show at Pod on Twitter or Instagram. If you'd like to come into contact with me on social media, I am the damn meme page on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Hal, where can they find you on social media? I'm working on the Into the Nothing Verse. Are I'm you? Not really, I'm really <laughs> not. I'm really uh, not working on it. Uh, you had my hopes up, Hal. I... The icon was drawn by Rampakoka. You can find him on Twitter at Rampakoka, R A N P A K O K A. The wonderful brilliant stupendous exhilarating 
exciting theme song that Hal loves about as much as my singing voice. I love it so much. was written by Kobe Ophi. You can find him on Fiverr. As usual, everything I just listed is in the show notes. Hal, thank you for doing this podcast with me. Yeah. I really appreciate it, you know, back back eight months ago or whatever, when I asked you to do this silly project, I didn't think we'd have fans. I didn't think we'd have fun talking to each other about this book. Well, I mean, I knew we'd have fun. I I, I also didn't think we'd be doing it eight months later. I thought we would totally given up a while ago, but we managed to make it through. You know, stop being emotional. You're my friend, Hal, and I appreciate you. Stop that. (laughs) And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Adios.